Experiencing faith healing today. Experiencing faith healing today. It is not enough to just read about healing from the Bible. You also need to yearn that this healing will become your experience. And the healing that Jesus brings is a complete package. In it, there is salvation. In it, there is head for your body. And if you have any head condition, Jesus in his power can correct whatever had gone wrong in your body. And if you are under the oppression of the devil, Jesus has the power to set you free. And so you can experience healing in your finances. You can experience healing in your marriage. You can experience healing in your relationship. As someone here this afternoon that you are in a bondage to bitterness out of a relationship that didn't go well and that bitterness have held you bound for a long time. I pray that this afternoon in his mercy that the Lord will set you free from that yoke. I tell you, bitterness is a yoke. It's a very heavy yoke. It will limit you. It will stop you. It will stagnate you. When you are even bitter against someone and you find it difficult to forgive, you are imprisoning yourself, not just the person who has offended you. So just two prisoners together. And so you better release yourself from that prison. Now life is all about choices. You can make a choice to live by faith. Or you can make a choice to live by faith. F-A-T-E. You can make a choice to live by the condition and the circumstances of life. You can make a choice to live by what the word of God says. You can make a choice to look up to God for divine help. Or you can limit yourself to what man has to offer you. But I've made a choice long time ago to look up to God for his help. Before I became a pastor, I knew that God heals and I experienced healing myself. I was, you know, born with what they call AA and then the challenge I was having at that time was every month I had to, you know, be attended to because of malaria. And I remember one time I was admitted and on the sick bed. I was born again and I said, will this continue forever? And there and then, I said, God, I want you to set me free from this monthly, monthly problem. And I tell you, but don't do that today because that time I was very young. I discharged myself. I didn't wait to be discharged. I removed the, you know, I was on drip. I removed everything and I discharged myself. 
But don't do that today. God just pardon me that time. But I want to tell you that that step that I took made me free from that. I don't experience that anymore. There was also another time I had this problem. I think it was a demonic attack. And my life was going to be taken away by the devil. And when I stand up, you know, to ease myself, before I realized what was happening, it would appear as if my life was passing away. And then I would collapse. If no one was around, if I get my bruise and whatever, I will have to be there for a couple of minutes before I recover. And I discovered that it was a disgrace. And I said, God, you have brought me into your kingdom by your grace. So I shouldn't suffer this disgrace anymore. And I call upon God. And he set me free. He set me free. And so you can't shake away that conviction from me that God heals. Praise the Lord. Even if he doesn't heal you, I know he heals me. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I know that. I know that God is a healer. If you believe that, tell your neighbor, say, God is a healer. So you need to make a choice. The passage that we read this afternoon, Jesus got to the synagogue and he read from the book of prophet Isaiah. And he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. And after he read that, the Bible says he closed the scroll, he handed it over to the priest, and then he sat down. And he told them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, everything that I have read to you is possible. And actually, these things will come to pass. In your life. But lo and behold. All. That the people. Did in response. To the fact that the scripture. Was meant to be fulfilling their hearing. Was that wow. What kind of man is. Is it not Joseph's son. And in that synagogue. None of them got healed. In that synagogue. None of them profited from. That bold declaration that today the scripture is fulfilling your ears. And so Jesus left them. You know, they were angry and they wanted to throw him away, but then he left them. He escaped. He left them. And he got to another place in Capernaum. And the first thing was that a man who had been tormented by the devil was set free. And thereafter, he went to the home of Simon Peter. His mother-in-law was sick of fever. And Jesus rebuked the fever. And the fever left her. And several people that were sick were brought to Jesus. And the scripture says he laid hands on them. And healed them. In Luke chapter 5, 
verse 17, the scripture says, Jesus was in a certain place. But he was not there alone. He was there with people called the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the doctors of the law. But the scripture says he was there to teach. And the power of the Lord was present there to heal the sick. But you know what? The scribe, the Pharisees, did not take advantage of the opportunity that was theirs because their power was there to heal. Maybe they were there to criticize. Maybe they were there to say, who is this one? What does he call himself? But there was a man that was paralytic. His friends wouldn't let him remain in that condition. They brought him to where Jesus was. And maybe when they got to the gate, they were told that, look, there's no space anymore. The hall is already packed full. But the people who were in the hall were not taking advantage of the fact that the power of God was there to heal them. But here were these four friends. They had to make a way. They opened the roof and they brought their friend before Jesus. And you know, the scripture says, when Jesus saw their faith, he was moved to give a command to that man to say, well, first, your sins are forgiven. And you know, that enraged the Pharisees. Because they were there looking for an opportunity to catch maybe something against him. And Jesus now said to the paralytic, take up your bed. Rise up and go. Then I saw from that scripture what faith can do for you. That faith can make a way for you where there seems to be no way. Praise the Lord. Because the hall where Jesus was was packed full and they couldn't gain access through the door. But their faith made a way to the roof to get to Jesus. Another thing I can also pick from that scripture as a product of faith is that faith will refuse to take a no for an answer. Faith will say, this is the opportunity that I have. I must maximize it. Maybe when the ushers told them, please, maybe go back. Come another day. I believe these four friends said, no, we are not going to come another day. We will maximize this opportunity. Maybe by revelation, they knew that since Jesus was there, the power to heal was there. And so their faith refused to take a no for an answer. And not only that, their faith was also such that they had to act on the behalf of their friend. And another thing I also picked out as a product of faith was that their faith has to bypass the doubters to get to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Because from the door to where Jesus was, you have people, Pharisees were there, the doctors of the law were there, and so many of them were doubters. So many of them were filled with unbelief. And so, but these four friends, they bypassed the doubters. They bypassed those who will not want to believe that the power of God was there even to heal them. And I'm praying that somebody's faith today will bypass every challenge. Will bypass every barrier. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. You remember I happened to the woman with the issue of blood that her faith had to bypass, made a way, and she got to Jesus and she touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole. I pray that somebody will be made whole today in the name of Jesus. Faith is taking God at his word. Taking God at his word, even when the circumstances around you dictate otherwise. That is faith. And I quickly share with you, you know, from this scripture again, three things. Number one, the message of faith healing. And I also share with you the method of faith healing and then the miracle of faith healing. Now, let me say this, that Jesus is the same yesterday, is the same today, is the same forever. If he healed over 2,000 years ago, he's still healing today. If you believe that, say amen. Is still healing today. Is still healing today. Is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrew 13 verse 8 affirms that. You know, the scripture says in Malachi chapter 4 verse 2, it said, To him that fear the name of the Lord, will the son of righteousness appear with healing in his wing. And it shall go forth like a calf out of the store. I pray that somebody will be set free from that infirmity today in the mighty name of Jesus. But I tell you, it's an all-round healing. If you are not born again, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are missing so much, so much, so much, so much, I tell you. Time will fail me to tell you how I suffer many things in the hand of the devil before I found Christ. If God had given the devil the permission, my life would have been you know, wasted before I gave my life to Christ. Because wishes were tormenting me. And I remember that at a particular point that to sleep at night was a problem. Maybe there's somebody under the sound of my voice that the enemy will not allow you to enjoy sleep. May the Lord intervene for you today. In the name of Jesus. The message of faith healing number one. You see Jesus after he read the scripture. The scroll. He told them this today not tomorrow. Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And so when we talk about healing. Why does Jesus heal? Number one he heals to confirm the truth of the word of God. Because we have abundant of words, promises from the word of God that God heals. In fact, third John says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be head even as your soul prospers. So God heals. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, he sent forth his word and his word heals them. And so Jesus heals to confirm that God heals. And number two, Jesus heals to confirm the prophecy given about him before he was born, before he came to the world. A prophecy already went ahead of him by a prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, the Bible says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid on him. And he said, by his stripes, 
ye are healed. That was a prophecy. And you know, when Peter was going to report about that prophecy, Peter reported that in a, in a what you call reported speech, but then it was a faith speech. Because Peter said, when he got to this phrase, he said, by whose stripes ye are healed. Peter now said, no, by his stripes ye were healed. That's First Peter chapter 2, verse 24b. That tells you that the healing is already a settled matter. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, your healing is already settled with God. All you need to do is to take up that provision. Take it up. Take up that provision. It's already settled. Peter earlier said, you know, in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, he said, according as his divine power, he has given to us all that we need. Not that he will give. Not that he will give. He has given to us all that we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us unto glory and to virtue. So your healing is already settled. But then you need faith to appropriate it. Praise the Lord. You need faith. Faith is believing that what God says is true and is for me. If God says I am healed, therefore I am healed. And I'm going to, you know, run against whatever be the circumstances that the enemy have brought into my life. So the message of healing, Jesus heals to confirm the prophecy. Jesus also heals to demonstrate his compassion. He heals to demonstrate his compassion. In Mark chapter 1, verse 40 and 41, there was a man who was leprous. And he came to Jesus. The Bible says he came to beg him. To beg him to heal him. And when he came to Jesus, he knelt down. And he was saying, if you, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus was moved with compassion. He said, I will be thou clean. And because of compassion, the man was healed. I pray that somebody will experience the Lord's compassion today. If you are that person, shout hallelujah. <laughs> you know, when it comes to healing, Jesus heals to bring glory to God. He heals to bring glory to God. In Matthew chapter 15, 30 and 31, several sick people, dumb, lame, blind people were brought. And when they were healed, the scripture says they glorify God. May God be glorified over your life. May God be glorified over your situation. There was a woman in our church. You know, we, 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 we experienced God's help and mercy, you know, from time to time. Now, there was a woman who went and was diagnosed of, you know, whether, you know, lump in her breast. And then she, she believed God in one of the services and God healed her. And then she went back to do a test. And then they told her that she needed to go to another hospital. And they told her to go to loot. And she was told to go through a series of tests. Some of them she was exposed to some, you know, equipment and all of that. And then she was scared at a point. And she told me in her story, she spent so much money. Now, but then... When they did everything, they discovered that that was no more there. But why am I sharing this testimony? Now, the person who was going to write the final verdict asked her, which church do you go to? And before she could respond, she said, well, I believe you must be attending Christ's embassy. She said, no. You must be attending Redeemed. She said, no. Um, 
The man looked at her again. Oh, okay. Which church? He said, Baptist. He said, Baptist. Baptist. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because she said, God healed her. And then the doctor was saying, Baptist. Tell your neighbor, God <laughs> is the same everywhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if he is healing in other assembly, he's healing in Baptist also. We only need to appropriate the provision that God has for us. And so when the woman came, she brought all the equipment, all the things, the tests and everything. She packed them and brought them. And then we had to give glory to God together. Because we discover that God must be glorified. Praise the Lord. And you know in her place of work, people gather around her. And then she was giving glory to God because when that problem was there, she remember how fearful she was until God intervened. And I'm praying for somebody this afternoon. May God be glorified over your life. Why would Jesus heal? He heals to destroy the work of the devil. First John chapter 3 verse 8, but be part of it said, for this purpose, for this reason, the son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the work of the devil. I know there are different causes of sicknesses and infirmities. Some of them could be psychological. Some of them could be, you know, maybe malformation or malfunctioning or whatever. But I know that there are some that the devil himself is the one that is sitting over the situation. And so if the devil is sitting over your situation, God this afternoon will unseat the devil. I say, God, we unseat the devil. So then method to which God heals, we can see from the scripture that in a particular instance, Jesus only spoke the word and the people were healed. And so as you are hearing the word now, you can receive healing. Many times, some got their healing as they were listening to the word of God because he sends his word and his word heals them. And so this moment, the word of God is in operation. It will not return to God void until accomplish the purpose for which he sent. And I pray that the word of God will bring healing to your life in the name of Jesus. Healing can also come through the touch of God. Jesus had to touch, you know, the leper. In fact, he touched other people. He laid hands on them and they were healed. And I also discovered that very many times, God does not need to use a human hand to touch you before he heals you. At least in the morning, the first service of us were here. I didn't have to touch the people, but God touched them. Praise the Lord. Because God used his invisible hands to touch them. And they were healed. And so when God touches you, he can touch you, you know, as we pray. He can touch you as we sing songs. He can touch you as, you know, as people are testifying about their healing. It can touch you. And you see, it can come like a wind. It can come like oil. I remember one day we're in, in church and we're ministering and when God was healing and then there were a number of people that were healed. But there was this particular young man who had a problem, a wound in his leg that had refused to be cured. And I've gone several places. So he had to tie you know, one cloth around the wound and then he wore his jeans. And so when he came to church, while God was going about touching people, he, he thought that there was fan that was directed to the leg. 
And then he saw that a wind was coming, blowing at the leg. And so he opened his eye. He didn't see fan. Then, you know, if you're having a wound and then it's like the air is blowing against it, you know, the thing that will be happening. And so he was trying to hide the, that leg. And the more he tried to do that, the more the wind followed. Praise the Lord. And at the end of the day, he was healed. I pray that God will not bypass you today. I say God will not bypass you today. And so when God is out to heal, it can heal through his word. It can heal through a torch. It can be an invisible torch. And then the miracles of healing, just like I've explained, it can come like a wind. It can come like an oil. It can come like a sensation in your body. It can come like as if a cold water is poured on you. And sometimes it can come without any sign, nothing. But all you need to do is to examine yourself, check yourself, and then you'll see that God has indeed come to touch you. And so when you discover that God has touched you, you need to return thanks to God. You need to give God the glory. You need to give him the praise. We encourage people that, you know, for some of you that have medical conditions, you've gone to doctors, they've given you a report that appears to you know, be challenging. Maybe someone is also listening to me that you have a report that, you know, is, you know, it makes you to be living your life as if your life is now a shadow of yourself. Uh, God is going to give you a new report. I say, God will give that fellow a new report. So there are some people that need to go back to the doctor to do a check and then they'll confirm if you are healed, they will let you know that you are healed. But there are some of all that all we need to do is to just check our body. Maybe there's something you couldn't do before. Then you'll be able to check that and see whether you do it before. You know, as I was there, God is already ministering to me that somebody has a problem with the right ear. This afternoon, you are receiving your healing. In the name of Jesus. And so when you check and you discover you are healed, give glory to God. Give him praise, worship him, adore him. And then you need to stand in faith because the devil will not want to give up. Sometimes he comes back, maybe a day, a few hours, or a few days, a few months with the symptoms again. But you need to take your stand and say, what God has given to me is mine. Nothing shall take it away from me. And you resist the devil. The Bible says he will flee. And as many of us that resist the devil today, he will flee from us in Jesus' name. I tell you that the greatest miracle you can ever receive is the miracle of your salvation. Because you can be healed in your body and still go to hell. You can be healed in your finances and still go to hell. But I tell you that the best miracle, the greatest of all, is the miracle of your soul. The miracle of your salvation. Are we ready for a miracle this afternoon? Rise upon your faith as we worship the almighty God. Go ahead and begin to thank God. Give him glory and praise. Magnify his holy name.